Welcome to a Healthy Push Podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. All right, I want to talk about something that so many people struggle with, and it's nighttime anxiety. Like, your head hits the pillow, and you're like, I just want to go to sleep. And you find that when your head hits the pillow, instead of falling asleep, you're filled with so many anxious thoughts, so many feelings, so many what-ifs, and maybe even panic. And, you know, so many times I get the question of, Shannon, why the heck is my anxiety worse at night? And I know I used to experience so much anxiety at night, and in the morning and during the day, (laughs) but oftentimes the anxiety I experienced at night felt so much more distressing and scary. And I know that this is really common and I know all too well how it can lead you down those rabbit holes of why, like why the heck is my anxiety worse at night? Why do I feel an overwhelming amount of anxiety? Why am I having more thoughts, feelings, all the things? So I want to talk about the why and I want to give you some helpful stuff because I think so often we're overlooking the simple stuff. Like we're overlooking some simple causes and the simple stuff is really where we can dig in and take a look at what we're doing and where to make some helpful shifts. Like it really gives us insights into how we can make some changes that will really help us for nighttime. So first I want to jump into some of the causes because I think these causes are often really overlooked and some of them might, you might be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I didn't think of that before or I can't believe I didn't recognize or acknowledge that and for sure I had so many similar moments. So the first big cause and a sort of obvious one is it's more quiet at night, right? There's much more stillness at night things really slow down. And for people struggling with anxiety, panic agoraphobia, it can be really hard when things slow down. Because when things slow down, you are typically filled with more thoughts, more feelings, or it's just that you're more aware of them and you're recognizing them more because there's not a whole lot of distractions going on. And that's really what's going on here is that During the day, you know, you can sort of just keep busy. There are lots of distractions. You might be one that like intentionally keeps yourself really busy to avoid feeling anxious or you're just busy in general or it's just maybe as simple as there's more going on during the day and maybe you're not necessarily overly busy, but at least during the day, there's some stuff going on that can distract you from how you're feeling or what you're thinking. So that's the first one. The next one is that oftentimes you have more thoughts at night because that's when you're slowing down, right? And you're probably checking in with yourself and you're doing a little bit more self-reflection. I know even now to this day, my head hits the pillow. I'm not the type of person that instantly falls asleep like my husband. I am one where my head hits the pillow and I start thinking just like, what happened today? What do I maybe have to do tomorrow? Like what went well? What didn't go well? What are some things that I need to work on? And a lot of this will hit me at night. 
And a lot of times this can feel really overwhelming because you're like, no, 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 no. I don't want more thoughts. Like this is the time where I lay in bed and I just fall asleep and I don't have all of this going on. And two, the self-reflection part can be a little bit scary sometimes because of course, if you're struggling with anxiety, oftentimes you can go down the holes of like, oh my gosh, I'm still struggling, I'm not getting better, things are really hard, like how the heck am I going to ever heal? And you know, you find yourself going down these rabbit holes at night that are just really unhelpful because it's like you're not really going to solve this, especially while trying to fall asleep. So the next one is really geared toward if you struggle with panic attacks. I know this was a big one for myself. So the nighttime is just naturally more quiet, right? And because of it being quiet and dark and things being more still, it can feel like you're alone even if you aren't. Like even if you have somebody sleeping next to you or somebody in the next room or somebody just generally in the house, you know, it can feel really alone. And so you might really feel like and convince yourself of, I cannot panic at night. Like, I don't want to experience a panic attack at night. What am I going to do? Like, I'm by myself. It's quiet. It's dark. It seems and can feel more risky to panic at night. Like, I can tell you, I feel like I talk about this often, but the one panic attack I've had in the seven years I've been recovered, I feel like was really hard because I had a panic attack in the middle of the night. I don't know what time it was, but it was in the wee hours of the morning. And I've told the story, so we won't go too into it, but I ended up waking my husband up because I was at that level where I was like, nope, I'm not okay. I can't be by myself. I can't panic by myself. And it is really hard because panicking is scary, right? Naturally in and of itself. And at nighttime, it can feel more dangerous, more risky, even though it actually isn't. All right, the next one as to why your anxiety might be worse at night is because you might have a ton of anxiety about sleep. Like I hear this one so often. It's one of the most common things I hear. Like Shannon, I have to get good sleep or else I'm going to feel more anxious tomorrow. Like anxiety about sleep is such a huge cause of nighttime anxiety, right? Like I'm putting so much pressure on myself and so much focus on getting quote good sleep because You know, you might find yourself checking the time. You might find yourself really making sure you have this routine in place and that you can go to bed by this certain time and that you have to fall asleep immediately because you have to get, you know, seven, eight hours of sleep or whatever you've designated as being the, quote, right amount of sleep so that you feel good the next time. And really all of this comes down to control, right? Trying to control how you feel all the time. If I get good sleep then I won't feel anxious tomorrow and I'm going to try to do anything or minimal anxiety, right? I'm going to try to do anything to make sure that I don't feel anxious or that I feel less anxious. So anxiety about sleep can be a major cause of nighttime anxiety. All right, the next one and probably like the biggest cause of nighttime anxiety might be something really obvious that you're overlooking is just stress. Stress and overwhelm. Like stress that you experience during the day overwhelm that you experience really rolls over into the evening and especially if you're experiencing stress on a day-to-day basis your system is really like full of cortisol and adrenaline and your nervous system is probably dysregulated and it's always on high alert so it's really hard at nighttime when your head hits the pillow for your brain for your body to really come down to this level of being calm and being able to go to sleep quickly or you know not waking up in the middle of the night because you have so much stress 
and overwhelm. And I'm always a huge advocate and I truly believe in this. You know, what you do during the day, how you treat your body, how you treat your mind, all your actions and behaviors really roll into the evening. So if you're not taking care of yourself during the day, you're definitely going to have issues with sleep. So the next one and the last one, the last cause that really kind of rolls into this stress is hormone imbalances. A lot of times we don't actually see hormonal imbalances as being an issue because we might not even be aware of them. But we can have lots of hormone imbalances because of stress, because of overwhelm. And hormone imbalances unfortunately cause an overproduction of cortisol. And cortisol being present at night, like high levels of it, is definitely what we don't want, right? Because it is going to prevent you from getting good sleep. So all of these causes, I hope these things have given you some light bulb moments, have helped you to start making some connections as to why you're experiencing more anxiety at night. And like I said, even though some of these things might seem really simple, really obvious, like really basic, these things are things that we have to acknowledge and we have to recognize because this is where we can actually get some answers, do some work into the actions and behavior shifts and things that we can change that will ultimately help us to get better sleep. So I want to shift now from the causes, from the things that can really cause anxiety to be ramped up at night to what are some things that can be helpful for you? Because I know back when I was struggling, sleep was so hard for me. The anxiety levels were so high and I was just like, well, what the heck can I do about it? So let's talk about some helpful tips, some things that you can actually implement, practical things that will be really helpful. And just a disclaimer, you might roll your eyes at some of these things and that's totally okay. You can roll your eyes, but I don't want you to not take action on these things because these things do really help so much to reduce anxiety and to give you relief. So the first one really is slowing down during the day. I talk about this a lot. You know, we talked about the first cause being like just always, you know, nighttime being quiet and still and when things slow down, that can be really hard. Well, it's sort of funny, right, that this would be helpful, that slowing down during the day is going to be key in helping you to slow down at night. So being more mindful, being more present, being more intentional during the day is going to help you at nighttime. So not always rushing, not always just being busy to be busy, like not always having something in your ears, listening to something, watching something, scrolling, like not always doing is really, really helpful to allow your nervous system just to be at a level of calm and peace to where it doesn't feel like I constantly have to be on and I constantly have to be doing. So slowing down, being more mindful, being more present, being more intentional. Obviously, this helps in so many areas, right? Being mindful is so important, not just with anxiety recovery, but just in general and taking care of ourselves but it definitely also helps to reduce stress. And this is just huge. When you actually allow yourself to slow down, to not always be filled with overwhelm and information and all the things, you can reduce stress and that will relieve anxiety. And it's going to help you to be better about slowing down at night. And the cool part is you'll even find that you have a higher tolerance at nighttime that when things are quiet and still, you're not so put off by it. You're not so on alert. You're just like, okay, 
yes, things are more quiet, it's nighttime, and it's okay that there are some more thoughts, that there are some more feelings, but I don't need to respond to them in such a harsh way. So slowing down in general, so many, so many benefits. Okay, this next one is definitely really simple and you might roll your eyes because you've probably heard this one before, but I really want you to hear me on this. Keep the clocks out of the bedroom. Like whether it be a watch, your phone, or whether it's a manual alarm with the time on it, I think especially if you struggle with anxiety at night about sleep, like I have to get good sleep or I'm going to feel more anxious tomorrow. And you know, you end up checking the time and we all do this. Like if you're trying to fall asleep and you check the time and you realize it's been 45 minutes or an hour and you're like, oh my gosh, now I only have six hours. Or if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh my gosh, it is 3 a.m. What am I going to do? Like I have to get back to sleep. I only have a few more hours before I have to get up for work. And then you just really feel so much pressure to get yourself back to sleep. And you cannot, I don't care what you do, you cannot pressurize or force yourself to get back to sleep. So I think it's so important not to even have these things within reach because if you do, you're going to want to look at the time, you're going to do the math of how much more time you have left, and you're going to stress yourself the heck out, and you're going to be feeling a whole lot more. So I always encourage just keep the clocks out of the bedroom. And you might be like, well, Shannon, then I won't wake up for work. (laughs) So you know a trick that I have, I keep my phone out in our hallway of our bedroom, My phone's at a pretty loud level, so I can hear the alarm. But now, because my husband and I are on such a routine, we go to bed at nearly the same time every night, we wake up just automatically. Like our rhythms just wake us up in the morning or our four-year-old wakes us up in the morning. (laughs) So we really don't need the alarm. But if you do need it, I just encourage at least keep your phone, the watch, whatever it is, out of reach. Maybe it's not for you in another room, but... I think just keeping it out of reach is going to be really helpful because you being able to see the time, it's not going to be beneficial in any way. It's just going to put more overwhelm, more anxiety, more pressure on you, which is not going to be helpful in getting you to sleep. Okay, this next tip, and I know is really hard, but it's super important, and it's to loosen your grip on control. You know, we hear this so much, Shannon, I just don't want to have a bunch of thoughts at night. I don't want to feel anxious at night. I don't want to panic at night. And it's like, of course you don't want to. It's not super fun to go to bed at night and you just want to sleep. And especially, you've probably experienced a ton of anxiety during the day and you're just like, I just want to go to bed. I'm so tired. I just want to sleep. But you know, trying to prevent the thoughts, trying to prevent yourself from feeling anxious, trying to prevent yourself from panicking, all this resistance is really going to welcome anxiety in, right? It's like you open the doors to anxiety and you're like, I'm going to fight you. So it's like, of course I'm going to keep showing up. I feel like I have a purpose. I feel like I need to be here. So it's really loosening that grip and giving yourself permission to have thoughts, to have feelings, to maybe have a panic attack at night. And I know it sucks and I know it's scary, but you know, not trying to continue to resist it and to make it not happen. I know it all comes back to this trying to control how you feel, right? If I if I continue to have this tight grip on control, I'm not going to feel anxious. But how has that been working for you? You know, I went through all my years of struggling with anxiety and panic. And I just, I had this, the tightest grip. Like, I'm going to always try to control how I feel. I'm going to always try to make sure I'm okay and that nothing bad happens. 
And I was constantly feeling overwhelmed and anxious and having so much panic. So really trying to drop the resistance, really loosening that grip on control. You don't have to control how you feel. You want to, but you don't have to. And the beauty is when you start to release that grip on control, you actually start to experience more peace, more joy, more freedom, all the things that you want so so badly, and better sleep, right? And two, it's like loosening this grip, like what we talked about before, not trying to force yourself to get the best sleep, like loosening that grip. I don't have to get the best sleep. I don't know. Maybe tonight I'll only get five hours. Maybe I'll only get six hours. I don't know. I don't need to, quote, get the best sleep in order to function tomorrow. You have to look at the reality of it, right? And it's that you can get the best sleep in the world and you can still experience anxiety. And unfortunately, even lots of it. So you trying to control isn't going to really be the thing that allows you to have a day that's not so filled with anxiety or a day that is filled with anxiety. So just loosening that grip, right? Dropping that resistance. So, so helpful. So the next one is kind of a really obvious one and one that you've probably heard before but is important. So staying away from stimulants. And I'm not talking all together. Like maybe you're somebody who really loves coffee, who really loves like a good cup of tea and like that's something that you do in the morning and that's that's just something you enjoy and you're not even doing it so much to energize you. That's fine. I'm not saying saying to stay away from stimulants altogether, but if you're constantly feeling anxious and you're experiencing a lot of panic and you're constantly stressed and overwhelmed, it probably is going to be really helpful and good for you to take a step away from it. Of course, the obvious like not drinking it right before bed, not having a whole lot of sugar before bed, like all these things are going to be helpful. But if you're in the boat where you're feeling so much anxiety all the time and so much panic, I would really recommend reevaluating your relationship with stimulants, whether it's caffeine or just lots of sugar and really seeing where you can make some healthy changes. And this last one, I don't know if it's so much of a tip, but it's something that I feel is really important to talk a little bit about. You know, I think a lot of people who experience a lot of anxiety at night can kind of go overboard with wanting to make sure that they don't. And so you might have like a really heavy nighttime routine. Like I have to, you know, spray essential oils. I have to have a weighted blanket. I have to have certain noise. It has to be dark. I have to take a bath before bed. I have to do a meditation. And I think this stuff can be helpful, but if you're really going overboard to create this sort of, you know, scenario in which you're doing all these things to really prevent yourself from feeling anxious, they might not be as helpful as you think they are. So I think it's less about going overboard and crazy with a nighttime routine I think there are definitely things that you can do that will be helpful like just slowing down in general like we talked about being more mindful during the day and carrying that into the nighttime hours right like right before you go to bed probably not the best time to like exercise an hour before you go to bed or watch something really stimulating or you know whatever it is but so I think just slowing down maybe a meditation can be really helpful but I don't think it's I have to do 10 things in order for me to get good sleep because those 10 things that you might be doing might be putting even more focus and attention on how you feel and on anxiety and just creating more feelings of anxiety like you might feel like I have to do all these things or else and that can really add a lot of pressure 
overwhelm, stress, anxiety. So maybe instead of all of these things for a nighttime routine, right, just find a couple of things, one or two things that's really helpful for you before bed. For me, it's literally just winding down, like disconnecting, allowing myself to actually be in quiet and do something that's not like super stimulating. But I don't have any crazy routine. I'm not like a, I take a bath, I read a book, I like, no, that's just not me. And it's just not helpful for me. So I just don't do it. But I think there's a balance, right, between a helpful nighttime routine and just maybe you getting caught up too much and having that tight grip of on control. Like if I do all these things before bed, I'm going to get good sleep, I'm going to feel good tomorrow, I'm going to like not feel anxious. So just, I guess, something to think about and you can definitely make some helpful shifts there. So I hope all of this has been helpful to allow you to better see why you might be experiencing more anxiety, more panic at night. I know in the future I definitely want to do an entire podcast episode on panic attacks at night because I know those can be really scary and worrisome and people can get really caught up in those. But I hope this has helped to give you some insights and some also practical tips that you can put in place today. So as always, if you have found this episode, what I've shared to be helpful, I would love it if you would share it with somebody who you feel like could need it and share it on social media. Just share it with a friend. And if you haven't yet taken the time to rate and review my podcast on Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate you taking just a couple of minutes to do that. It is how I can reach and help support people. And I read all of them. I love them. It just gives me so much motivation and encouragement and inspiration to keep going and to keep putting out these episodes. So until next time, my friend, keep taking healthy action. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.